You look really nice today. And I like your hat as well. Thank you. We've got a little ranger gear on today that we're going to talk about. That's right. And this is all about City Connect. Mm -hmm. And this is something that Major League Baseball and Nike has done. And the idea is to look at each city that has a team and connect a uniform that goes with like the history of baseball in the town or just something that the town is famous for. Right. And the idea is to just like have something unique for each Major League team. Yeah. Which to me, like you have some people we've talked to about this, they're like, oh, this is just a money grab. Mm-hmm. The major leagues just want more money. Nike wants more money. And I'm like, yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> Which I totally understand that. But I also think it's a way to connect with younger fans. Yeah. And I think that's, especially in, in a game that I love, like baseball, I think it's very important that we engage with the young fan. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that and how these things are helping baseball thrive mm-hmm. and not die. Yeah. So. And what we have here, we're going to start out with a list. Like, I think 18 teams have come out with their Connect jerseys, and they're coming out maybe five or six every season. Mm-hmm. So ESPN has ranked them. Their writers have ranked who what they think are the top 10. So we're going to go through the top 10 really quick, and then we have a special guest that's going to take us through what the Rangers did. That's right. So who was number 10 for number the Number 10 ESPN? was the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now, they have a cool jersey because it's kind of – it's the cream color that the Rangers one is. Yeah, um, and it which is says, kind of a throwback feel. Yeah, it's a throwback feel. The cream color is definitely a throwback feel. Um, I would hate to try to keep it clean because uh, you can't just throw some bleach on that. Have you thought about that? Well, I think you have people on that work with the teams, and that's all they do is clean the, uniforms. Okay, well, right. I wish I had one of those around. Yeah, we need one of those. All right, so the Diamondbacks have Serpentinas written on their shirt, which I'm assuming is Diamondback in Spanish. Yeah. Or Snake in Spanish. Um, so it's kind of cool. I like the font. Um, it's not just like super grabbing me. Like, yeah, it doesn't pop out to me. Yeah. That's so, yeah. Out. Number nine is the Texas Rangers. So we're not going to go into detail about that one because coming up, we got this amazing guest. He's going to tell you all about it. Well, I will say one thing. It should be a lot higher on this list. It should in be. In my opinion. Higher. Yes. It Maybe I'm a little biased. Yeah. But. Number eight, the Houston Astros. Um, their jersey isn't navy or black i believe it's navy okay it looks kind of navy to yeah. me and i really like navy and orange together and it says space city it says space so, city which so it's is tying into nasa and everything that yeah. houston's got going on so you can see like how that connects to the actual city like they put some thought into that there's not as quite as much going on as could be i think to help like draw in some history yeah but i i kind of like space city and i like the navy orange it's not my favorite on the list, but it is, it's up there. Okay. Boston Red Sox, which surprisingly their jersey is yellow. And I think maybe they went, I think of the subway system in Boston. And mm-hmm. I I think that's maybe where they got the yellow and blues of the okay. of the subway area or something. It's totally different. I, yeah. I'd have to look into, and we're going to talk about this with our guest is you see it and you go, you kind of question your mind, okay, why did the Red Sox go yellow and blue? Yeah. So then you have to like take it in and find out what the whys were for that. Right. So it's, initially I'm yeah. like, what is this? Yeah. That's kind of the theme with the cityscape shirts is that you can't just take them for what they look like on face value. There's right. a meaning behind pretty much everything that's done on them. And you got to figure that out to really appreciate the apparel. Right. I like Padres number six, number six. the Padres. They kind of give me like a cool runnings vibe. All right. Yeah, very like uh Latin American. I yeah. think it's really cool. Uh yeah, I really like that shirt. 
Hey, the Nationals are at number five. What do you think of this one? It's gray with, what do you call those that you always want to see when we go to cherry blossoms? Yeah, so obviously Mm -hmm. bringing in the history of the city. Yeah. Is it a baseball thing? I don't think so. I don't, I wonder how these guys feel about wearing pink flowers on their jersey. Mm. I mean, for Mother's Day, maybe. Like, there's a time when they wear pink, but uh, I don't know. I like the font. The the font is cool. And it has some pink in the font too. Yeah, so I don't know. It's, it's, it's me. And then Seattle, which just came out after the Rangers, is number four. Number four. And it's blue with uh, Seattle on it. I don't know. There's something on the sleeve there that I'm sure means something. Yeah. Uh, so they've got. And some... they have like the pitchfork. On the hat. The, what do you call that? Neptune? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that? It's what he holds, but I don't know what it's called. It's not, is that his name? King Neptune is the king of the sea or whatever? Yep. I'm mixing up all my mythology now. So. <laughs> All right, Miami Marlins. This doesn't even give me a good picture. The picture's not great, but it's like basically an orange with big cursive Miami on it. Okay. And I think it's like, to me, it's San Diego light. Like they kind of went into the Latin American, but not as far as San Diego did. Yeah, I'm sure that the crown means something here. And the whole shape of that looks like a ghost from (laughs) Pac-Man. So I'm not sure about that one. I really like Chicago White Sox. It says Southside on it. I think that's just like a cool vibe. I think it's super cool. I love the look. It's Pinch not right. it's not much different than their normal yeah. uniforms though. Well, but I, I see where cool. they went with it, but when everyone else did something so different than what they usually do, I would like to see while it looks really cool, yeah. It feels like it should be their everyday uniform. Yeah. You know. No, it's pretty cool. I like yeah. that dark gray too. It's not quite black. It's so and black. now there's a controversial number one. I don't know about this one. It's the Colorado Rockies. Yeah. And it's basically dark green pants into a dark green shirt that has the shoulders are white and it's got the outline of the mountains, which to me looks like a Colorado license plate. It does look like a Colorado license plate. That's exactly what it looks like. This would not be near my number one. Nope. Yeah. Not near my number one. Although it's totally different than their normal uniform. Yeah. It's just not one that's like, I don't know. I just think license plate. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know that I could say my favorite of this list is the Astros, mainly because it's the Astros. Oh, I can't believe you're going there. I didn't know this was going to happen. Well, it is. We're going to have to edit this out. (laughs) So you do like the Astros the best? I can't be Space City? I kind of like that one. And then I like the White Sox. Okay. Yeah. What about you? I'm going to have to say, this is going to sound like I'm a homer, but after looking at all of them, I think Seattle's kind of cool to me because I like the simplicity of Seattle and I like the blue and the gold going together. But I really do like the Rangers because it's so different than what I expected it to be. Yes. And like we're going to talk about with our guest, initially I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. this is way too much. But now I've gotten to where I really love it. Yeah. And I think that's just exactly what I was saying. You have to know all the elements yeah. to really appreciate the thought that went in the three-year process of thinking these through. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. And it really does make you kind of warm up to all of it and really understand it. And then eventually you'll be very satisfied with the entire jersey. And there I love it so much. So we guys hope you enjoy our interview today with Scott Biggers. He is the creative director for the Texas Rangers. First off, you better remember what that sign say before you come down here. Don't mess with Texas. Hey, see y'all from 
Texas Where we should ride swangers and put diamonds in our niggas Her drink inside my lemonade till it look like a bitch See, I come from the D where we got checks and we be flexing If you ain't from my state, then you should know don't miss it, Hey, this Texas tea is what I drink South Walker had us dripping, South had then on drink Young Mesa had us gigging, dipping, ain't know how to think Now I got all this stepping, swiping, catching plays Super excited to have you on Hardy Party at Five and a Half today. Thanks for taking time out of your day to talk to us a little bit. So we appreciate of course. it. Yes, you are the creative director for the two games up in the West, right? Right now, Texas. <laughs> yes, thank you for acknowledging that. Yeah, uh, yeah the first first place feeling is pretty good. Yeah, we have right. to savor that as long as we can. Yes. Because you never do. know. Yeah, we were at the game. I know. It was a great time. It, it was. A yeah, big... the roof was open, sun was shining. It was beautiful. Yeah, that, that was really cool. That's right. So I'm glad I... you guys made it out. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's great. Yeah. Uh, so I'm married to a creative. I don't know if you know that Scott is a very creative and talented person, but he, so he probably knows a lot about your job, but explain it to me. Describe what you do for the Texas Rangers. Sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm the creative director in the marketing group, which means that anything that we do with regard to our brand, um, any of the creative work that we put out um, that reaches out to fans and brings the Rangers to life. Um, that's part of what I oversee. And I work with a group of talented content and design people. Um, you know, our social media group also sits in our, uh, in our group. Um, so anyway, we utilize, as you know, a lot of channels to get the word out about the Rangers and, you know, mm. part of, you know, so my role is to kind of oversee the creative work. My background is as a writer, so nobody oh. wants me designing anything. Um, but, uh, anyhow, but so I'm, I'm, you know, yeah, grateful to work with a group of talented people that I do. Yeah. You're the leader that brings everybody together and makes sure everybody's on task and. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, a lot of that is, is with regard to like strategy and how we want to approach the season and the way that we do it is we kind of divide the season up into many seasons. As you guys know, it's a really long season uh and so you know for example we'll be rolling out some summer messaging here in the next month um so anyhow part of it is working on the strategy side as well with yeah. our senior vp of marketing and uh, kind of determining what we want to do um, but yeah it's i've never thought about that it does yeah. kind of span baseball spans over like three you know different seasons yeah like six or eight months yeah <laughs> i mean texas it's kind of one season but really it is three seasons you're right. And, you know, add to that a product that, you know, none of us have any idea what the product's going to look like in a month or two months from now, whether that's performance or injury, you know, just there, there are a myriad of you know, factors that we have to kind of take into consideration. So we try and be nimble, but uh, you're right. The, you know, we effectively host 81 events a year here <laughs> during the regular season. And so we're promoting every one of them and you know, hoping that fans will come out and join us for a, you know, for a game. Wow. So how do you do that? I was just thinking about that because 
the last few years have been pretty rough for the team. <laughs> so as you get, like you finish a season and you get to this season, which seems more hopeful. You've got a new manager, you've got an ace pitcher. So how is it different from previous years? Because you're kind of, when the team's not great, you're selling hope. You know? <laughs> That's right. And when the team's great, you're selling results. Yeah. So was there a change in how y'all looked at things coming into this season? Because it looked more like you were going to have better results than it has been. Yes. Uh, although fundamentally, you know, we, this is our third year of our straight up Texas campaign. So that's our brand campaign that we've had since 2021. And what we like about that to your point, Scott, is uh, to me, the word up is a really powerful word. Yeah. And, you know, it does speak to hope. It speaks to, you know, the foundation that the team was setting. It spoke to kind of the attitude internally, which was, you know, as Chris Young and others kind of proclaimed, it's like 2023 is a year that we're going to be competing. And so we knew that was the target. And one of the things I like about Straight Up Texas is it not only represents sort of like a belief set and a value set of the organization, but that word up suggests that, no, we're going in the right direction. Yeah. And so even back in 2021, when we had some hard times, you know, the hope we were selling was like, no, we're, we're moving in the right direction though. Yeah. So we're you know we we love our straight up texas campaign and you know for for that reason among others yeah that's so cool. yeah that's perfect so yeah. do you have a hand in branding like gold black part in particular or just well so I joined the organization in 2019, and I'm not sure I could have picked a more eventful four years to be here. <laughs> so COVID and, new stadium, yeah, yeah. And so when I moved, when I joined, we were moving out of Globe Life Park. It was our last season in this really beloved ballpark, and there was so much emotion and feeling that feelings that fans had towards the place, myself included. And so that was very much a you know, saying goodbye and, you know, a lot of nostalgia with regard to that. But at the same time, we were looking at blueprints of this new ballpark across the street. And it's like, great. You know, when we'd sit in meetings, a few of us here in the marketing group is like, well, how many have built a ballpark before? And like, there weren't many hands raised. Yeah. <laughs> so in, in that instance, we did have a strong hand in that because as soon as we'd see the blueprints, it's like, okay, there's some walls that we can work with and tell stories on. And so to think of a ballpark as we often do with things like uniforms as well like we just think about these canvases for storytelling and a ballpark is really a remarkable space to do that in so uh yeah we had a, a heavy hand in determining what goes on the walls we worked with a lot of people internally um, with the architects just sort of determining like what's the feel you know we're after yeah. and um you know we wrote it was supposed to launch um, opening day 2020. We had this manifesto or sort of the voice of the new ballpark welcoming fans and making a distinction between house and home. So, you know, for us, everything, all the decisions that were made on the architecture side were like everything, how do we make this feel more like home? Yeah. And so a lot of our creative decisions were fueled by that. Of course, no one ever saw the manifesto because we opened the cardboard fans and you know yeah. 2020 was nothing like any of us envisioned that's right uh, but it was uh to answer your question yeah we did have a hand in kind of how this place you know globe life field looks and and it was really fun to say goodbye to globe life park there were just you know countless memories that we encountered from fans and just these rich stories it was uh yeah. it, it was really cool 
Well, you know why we were so fond of Globe Life Park is did you, were you at the stadium before that? Because we set on a lot of metal <laughs> bleachers. Like stadium, yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that, that's why we love that stadium so much because it bailed us out from like sitting on hot metal bleachers. <laughs> oh, it was so hot and so terrible. <laughs> so I know. Yeah, so yeah. we remember that that change, and it was so nice. And then we also, you know, got to take a tour of the new stadium and. I love all the the nod to the speakeasy is probably my favorite. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Probably my favorite part of the news. Yeah, the speakeasy is a really cool place. And uh, it was a ton of fun for us to kind of work with. Um, yeah, again, uh, we did. I didn't have any any hand in the decor or, you know, the theme of that yeah. place. But it did seem an appropriate place to post some of those photos where it's like, oh, the Rugi Punch and Nolan, you know, taking it to yeah. Ventura and, and some of those moments in uh, Rangers history, we call that wall Ranger danger. And, you know, just kind of the more colorful moments in history that seemed befitting of a speakeasy. Yeah. yeah. Because the speakeasy was originally under Arlington Baptist where yeah. that's at, right? Mm-hmm. If I remember the history correctly. Right. Yeah. Down the road. On the yeah. yeah. There's a whole history that I wasn't aware of when I joined yeah, I the organization about like, Arlington is top of the hill and, you know, just a really fascinating and colorful chapter in the city of Arlington that yeah. was, you know, was news to us. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so we've talked about the stadium and how you set all that up. Now we're talking about jerseys and we're talking about the City Connect. And yeah. it's a pretty big deal. It's it's something that's been going on in the majors for two or three years now. Like maybe five or six teams are doing it each year, I think. They're yep. kind of slowly rolling them out. So we wanted to talk to you about that. There's a lot going on on these jerseys and we want to, <laughs> and I love that. Like when I first saw them, I was like, okay, I need a minute. And I needed, <laughs> I was talking to a buddy that we're big Ranger fans. And I was like, we were both like, we need to see it in action because just seeing a picture, it's like, I need to see how it moves and works on the field. And after I saw that, I'm like, these are good. You creatives. The rest yeah. of us are like, hey. <laughs> we're like, these right. Together. Yeah. So take us through that whole process. Like I know it was kind of Nike kind of initiated this mm-hmm. for the teams to come up with something that connects with the city you're in and all that. Yeah. So take us through that process, the creative process of designing all this. Sure. Yeah, it was um, maybe one of the most rewarding, if not the most rewarding and um, challenging projects that uh, I personally have had to undertake or been involved with. And so it started, to answer your question, uh, back in May of 2020. Oh, wow. So we go back, you know, 35 months from launch. And it started, uh, as you pointed out, you're right, it's an MLB and Nike initiative. And roughly half a dozen teams every season participate. So there are more to come. Seattle just launched there, as you may know, you know, a few days ago. Um, Atlanta was before us. But uh, when we started on this process back in May of 2020 that was really our first contact with Nike with regard to the uniforms and that was us helping them understand kind of our values something about this region this city uh, giving filling out a questionnaire honestly several of us did from the organization and provided to Nike here's kind of who we are and here's some information about the region that you may or may not know so it started you know way back then and it, you know as any creative process goes it's it's fairly iterative it doesn't necessarily uh heed to a nice and tidy timeline there were yeah. stops and starts and twists and turns and the process though is 
that Nike does all the design. So all the, you know, the logo, the different elements on the uniform were created by the Nike design team. I think for us, it was really important and understandable for someone, again, these guys you know, based in Portland, trying to tell a Texas story yeah. based on our questionnaire. There, there's just, there's some sensitivity and nuances. And the biggest challenge, as you guys have maybe heard us say or seen, is like, how do you design a City Connect jersey when you wear the name of the largest state represented in Major League Baseball? Yeah. So from that standpoint, you know, it just would have been so much easier if we had just one city, you know, we were like Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington, that was the name that we wore. But uh, we tried to honor the City Connect nomenclature. And, um, but as you know, like there's, we're here in Arlington, which has been such an incredible support for the team. But there's also Dallas and Fort Worth, these two major markets that we also wanted to pay homage to. So it, it was, um, and then to say nothing of the fact that we wear Texas, 1200 plus cities. So like it, it was a bit of a threading of the needle. I think from the outset, we knew we wanted to tell a baseball story. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know, we joked, it's like, oh, we could have just done a brisket uniform or a blue bonnets uniform <laughs> or something that just would have been Texas Chamber of Commerce type stuff. And right, like, yeah. great, we're, we're Very done. Very generic. Yeah. 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 And, you know, for us, it was just because we thought it's a baseball jersey. Let's just tell a baseball story. And so that sent us down, you know, into history. And it happened to coincide with our 50th anniversary that we celebrated last year. Mm-hmm. So we were already kind of digging into the origin story of the Rangers. And um, my role was sort of to lead the story charge on it. And there were just some things that I discovered that I thought were so fascinating. And when we landed on some of the ways that our origin story really pays off a City Connect story, I think that's when we got really excited and we provided Nike with like, okay, this is the story we really want to tell. Yeah. And then they came back to us with the with the designs. But um, as I said, it, it I want to clarify, it's not like we spent three years designing what a Peagle looks like. You know, <laughs> uh, it, it, it was just a very iterative process and again, some surprises along the way. Um, but, you know, we'll, we have, we'll have these for three years. We wear them on Friday nights. And so I think we have 12 more wears for this yeah. season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, it, it was a really fascinating process, particularly again, for someone like me who just views things as a canvas to tell a story. Yeah. And that's really how we viewed um, the uniform. Yeah, for sure. So from 2020, when did you know, when did it get locked in and they started making them? When did you know, okay, this is the final design? Uh, it was, you know, pretty close to the beginning of 22. Okay. So uh, we, I, I think it was late 21 when we had a really good sense of what it was going to look like. And, you know, so, in, and then after that, it's, it's just some fine tuning, some, you know, small tweaks, moving of positions maybe, but um you know, but you have to allow for that kind of lead time. If you know, you may yeah. recall there were supply chains issues happening, and so the deadlines were fairly aggressive in terms of even though you're not rolling out till April of 23, we need to know by you know it's like 16 months in advance or whatever it was yeah. um, to allow for manufacturing, to allow for all the merchandise that that goes with it. Um, so it, it was a really it was a long process, and 
probably the hardest part was not being able to tell anyone about it. <laughs> yeah, you're sitting so, out for a year. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, and we just came to affectionately call it the burden of secrecy that we all <laughs> bore. Yeah. And quite, quite literally, when we launched, okay. I sent my family a text message with a link to our website. It's like, well, here it is. <laughs> your, so your family didn't even know. You wow. couldn't even tell them. Like, no. this, is, this is spy stuff here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we decided we were like terrible spies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and we're, um, yeah, so they knew I was working on something, but I think all of us internally, because as you guys have probably seen, like many teams, including Seattle and Atlanta this year, they had leaks. And so many of the teams had leaks from various sources. And I think all of us internally just said, well, we're not going to be the source of the leak. If it happens somewhere else, then, you know, yeah. it's out of our control. Yeah. So, yeah, we were pretty um, cautious yeah. about it. Um, yeah. Of course, internally, we, you know, shared it with all the people that we felt like, you know, kind of needed to know, and, you know, including ownership. And they were really excited about the direction we were going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th that, that was one of the hardest parts was just not being able to tell anyone about it, particularly <laughs> when you're, I mean, you know, Scott, like when you get excited about a creative solution, it's like, I, I kind of want to tell people. Yeah. And, um, you know, we just couldn't. Just couldn't. Yeah. I feel like you're in the FBI for a little while. <laughs> like, yeah. there, I just can't tell you what we're doing. Yeah. Very hush hush, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Scott, are you a native Texan? I grew up in Southern California. Okay. So, yeah. you. I mean, you hit the nail on the head when you talk about like the whole Dallas, Fort Worth, and we're here in the middle in Arlington. And I mean, people get a little, people outside of here, I find we travel a lot and they don't really understand Texas, Dallas, Fort Worth being two different cities and their proximity to each other and understanding that all the fun stuff's in Arlington, <laughs> you know, all the big fun stuff's in Arlington. So you hit the nail on the head. That's interesting because you have to, the people in Dallas got certain feelings about it. The people in Fort yeah. Worth have certain feelings about it, but then we don't have the Arlington Cowboys. We have the Dallas Cowboys and people feel a certain way about that. And so that's a big deal. So is that where like the campaign title for the Metroplex kind of came from? It's yeah, and, and you're right. The, the sensitivities we were, you know, uh, acutely aware of, and so we wanted to make sure we were honoring Arlington uh, while also kind of recognizing the the area, like you said, the Metroplex. Uh, yeah, the Met. So we've got a couple of lines that we use with City Connect. For us, the primary line, and it's on our website, and it's a play on City Connect because, again, for us. We didn't feel like City Connect was totally appropriate. You know, if there was a fake connect, we would have adopted that, but that wasn't <laughs> part of the nomenclature. Yeah. So for us, um, you know, we wanted to, you know, again, be aware of those sensitivities. Um, and so our main line is that we connect cities. Yeah. And that there's a few reasons or, you know, kind of there's a little bit of thinking behind that. One is that it, that is our origin story with the Dallas-Fort Worth Spurs, yeah, connected yeah. Dallas and Fort Worth to pave the way for the Rangers. And if I'm to, again, there's a lot of elements on the uniform, yeah. but you know, the, our one sentence that I think describes it all is that Arlington connected two cities with a rich baseball heritage to pave the way for the Rangers. Like that's, in, in a nutshell, that's our that's our story. So um, We Connect Cities was really important for us just to get that out and help people understand kind of the why behind some of the choices we made. Yeah. And then if you think about, again, 81 times a 
during the regular season, the number of cities that are represented here, like quite functionally, we you know connect people from all kinds of cities. Yeah. And in the summer that grows exponentially with visitors to the area. And then if you think about our Texas that we wear on our chest, like there's Rangers fans probably in most of the 1200 cities. Yeah. Um, so there, there are a few layers to that. So We Connect Cities was an important one. For the Metroplex was sort of our rallying cry or just a reminder to fans that, again, with any uniform, we're designing it for the fans. And we want this to represent the fans and them to be proud of the fact that we're wearing it and representing. Um, and then there's a subtle nod to one of the characters in our story, if, you know, the primary character in our story, Tom Vandergriff where you know, the former mayor of Arlington, who was so instrumental in getting us here, uh, he actually coined the term Metroplex. Oh. And so that's just a subtle nod uh, to, uh, well, to Mayor yeah. Vandergriff. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Well, and y'all had a, if you think of other teams, like I think of Seattle and Atlanta this year, to me, they have an easier job because they're only, y'all had to think of all the whole area. You have to think of the whole state, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. Mm -hmm. You're talking about 1,200 cities and how do you, take pieces yeah. of all that Texans so are passionate thank yeah. you <laughs> well i think sports fans in general are so yeah. when you start messing with their uniforms and their teams you can get it can get a little dicey yeah because like you say people get very territorial about that yeah that's so, so y'all done a great job of like opening this up and you've got a piece of something for everybody yeah so. love it yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you for recognizing the challenge. I, um, yeah. my appreciation has grown for those who, who, who do that. And before we launched, you know, we actually did, there was a small leak, our socks got out. And so based on that, we saw a lot of speculation. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Um, cause the socks were kind of like, they looked like they were red and black. They were right. a great photo. Um, there was a spur on it. And so people were speculating what it might be. And in the midst of the speculation, we would hear, you know, local writers, radio personalities kind of talk about like, wow, what are they going to do? Like, this is a hard one. And so I was always grateful to have that sense of empathy <laughs> before we were released. Just yeah. people would recognize, well, at least it's to your point, like it, it's not just the name of one city that we're, you know, that we're representing. Uh, so that, that's what made it a really um, yeah. kind of big challenge. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about this amazing jersey. We've got the main logo here. Yeah. Tell us a little bit. And thank you for representing, by the way. Yeah. It, it looks looks course. great on you guys. Well, yeah. This is and this is my son's. He bought it the night it came out. He yeah. went to that game, and then I bought a hat yesterday. So yes, he got the hat yesterday. we're assembling our uniforms piece by piece here. I so, love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I just brought the uh, man into the picture. I mean, it's just, just pull cowboy Texas. Yeah. You know, it just fit. So <laughs> the main the main logo here which is adorable. <laughs> it's yeah. so, um, so tell us a little bit about that. Did you have, what was your thoughts here? Sure. Yeah, we, um, so as part of the process with Nike, we provided with them, once we established, we want to tell our origin story. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they were, you know, they became aware of it. So they had their own mood board, but we did our own kind of mood board and went back to, when we think about rich baseball heritage, we think about, you know, the Fort Worth Panthers or yeah. cats. So they became the cats in like the thirties, but they were like this minor league dynasty. And they're known as one of the greatest minor league teams in history. Yeah. And, you know, they won six straight Texas league championships. So that was the Fort Worth side on Dallas. Dallas has had a number of teams, but the one that really popped out to us and, you know, talking to an older generation of residents, you know, they'll tell you about their 
days going to Burnett Field and watching the Eagles play. And the Eagles have a really fascinating story. Uh, but anyway, those were the two teams that represented Dallas and Fort Worth. And then again, we have the Dallas Fort Worth Spurs as the third team. But with regard to the logo, I mentioned the Eagles because the T is a kind of this old English that was borrowed off of the Dallas Eagles cap that they wore in the 50s. Okay. So think like it's kind of like the Detroit Tigers, you know, sort of that style, a bit of old Gothic. Yeah. And so they the designers at Nike borrowed from that kind of to create the T and kind of carried it through with the X. And they added that crossbar through the X uh, just to give it a, like a little bit of an attitude. And then also at the end, you see the spur, which is a shout yeah. out to the Dallas Fort Worth Spurs. <laughs> and, you know, I would say overall, if I go back to the goal of City Connect, which is expanding the fan base and so it's reaching you know a younger audience maybe like your son um who kind of sees it and can almost kind of claim it as their own it's not their dad's you know like my son who really likes the look um you know for him some of it's probably like oh it's not my dad's rangers like this is the look that i'm gonna kind of gravitate towards so a lot of the choices that were made and the tx is a good example of it and there's like a touch of modernity to it so while the cream color is meant to evoke a bit of the throwback days of the yeah. Eagles and Spurs and Cats, um, the designs err on the side of like, there's a touch of modernity to it. So we want to make sure that it feels like while we honor the past, we want to look towards the future. Yeah. And that was really important for the designers at Nike and for us too. So um, so yes, that's our main logo on yeah. the hat in the jersey. Yeah. So we have 421 on the right. back of this hat, yeah. and I think it's on the back it's of, on the, inside of the, the inside of my yeah. shirt. So where does 421 come from? Yeah, well, 421, um, this is a way for us to kind of pay homage to Texas history, to baseball in Texas history, and then to Rangers in Texas history. Now, if I start at the beginning, April 21st is San Jacinto Day. And after I moved here from California, I started to understand like what that means to Texans. Mm -hmm. And that's a, obviously a really important date in the history of Texas. Mm -hmm. April yeah. 21st, one of the things, you know, April 21st, 1972 was our first home game oh. for the Rangers. So our first game at Arlington Stadium. And what's interesting about that is that that was only the case because there was a labor issue in Major League Baseball, which delayed the original opening day a few days from you know to 421 huh. and as we were researching this um and by we i say i because like i dug really deep into history and kind of geeked out on this stuff yeah. um, but if you you know, go to some of the historical archives you'll see that some call it the first baseball game first recorded baseball game in texas history others called the first state championship game in texas baseball history was on april 21st 1868 oh okay and so there was this symmetry that lined up. And when we saw the schedule and we knew we were going to pay homage to April 21st, that's an important date. And again, in our history and state history and state baseball history, um, that our first Friday night home game of the 2023 season of our city connects when we wanted to roll these out on a Friday was April 21st was just this symmetry that's like oh that's amazing yeah so um yeah we we celebrated 421 uh during our 50th anniversary um did some storytelling around there there's a whole aspect of the origin story that mm -hmm. is we didn't tell with our jersey um that's fascinating as well but um, anyway so that's the significance of yeah, that's 421 cool. 
Yeah. Okay. That. So now we have toward the bottom of the jersey, we have a little quote. So what's the quote and where does that come from? Yeah, that's uh, taken from, I think it's inscribed on a statue at Arlington City Hall of Mayor Vandergriff. Mm -hmm. And Mayor Vandergriff, as you guys probably know, is a really remarkable story. Uh, outside of our ballpark, there's a statue. It was, it was over at Globe Life Park, you probably saw it, um, which calls him the father of baseball in Arlington. And it's quite true. And his journey to get the Rangers to Texas is a remarkable one. And his his grandson, Parker, has been really helpful to us in this process and has, you know, he's kind of become the family archivist of everything that Tom kept. And fortunately, Tom kept a lot, including all the rejection letters that he got from all these major league teams <laughs> when he was trying to get a team to move here. But I think what impresses us is that at the time in the 50s, Arlington was a relatively small and sleepy town. Mm -hmm. It's not the vibrant entertainment district, you know, that it is today. Yeah. Yeah. And he just had a vision of like, man, we can do this. And, you know, 30,000 people situated on the turnpike, right in between two big cities. And these two big cities, by the way, did not get along. And, you know, so that rivalry for us from a story for me anyway, just provides a bit of the tension in our story. Yeah. And then Arlington emerges as a, viable option and a solution, but it wasn't a quick fix. I mean, Mayor Vandergriff pursued this for 13 years until, you know, he finally was able to get the senators to move here. Yeah. So we we wanted to pay homage to Mayor Vandergriff. He's such a central figure in our origin story. And so that quote, dream the big dream, not only comes from that statue at City Hall, but it really reflects sort of, he. he he was a visionary mm -hmm. and to talk to people who knew him, they would just tell you like he saw things that none of us saw and he saw the potential for this region when very few others did. Mm -hmm. And so it really is like, a, I, I love the story of Tom Vandergriff. He, he's a, <laughs> you know, he, he, and he characterizes, you know, if I go back to straight up Texas for us, he's exhibit A of our straight up Texas campaign. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. optimism, resilient, you know, proud of this region, fearless. So there's a lot of traits that he embodied that we love to celebrate. Yeah. Because not everyone would stick through 13 years of being rejected. It's like, no. when you go, maybe this isn't a good idea. Maybe I should try something else, but yeah. it, it's good. Exactly. Because it's, it's totally what Arlington is now. Yeah. What he was doing yes. is exactly what Arlington is. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. And I was telling someone a story not long ago when I was in the gift shop buying a Eagle hoodie um, in our Grand Slam <laughs> team store. Uh, standing just a few feet from me was Tom Grieve, Mr. Oh, Ranger. Yeah. And Tom, of course, voiced he's, he, he voiced our explainer video to help people understand, you know, kind of our uniform and the choices we made. But when I was standing there and talking to Tom, he, you know, we were talking about the City Connect program and the collection, and he talked about how the city of Arlington, you know, not only did Tom these things but he knew how to get things done tom vandergriff and how that really has been passed you know that that's just maintained as a core tenet of arlington like it continues to be a city like the american dream city that gets things done yeah and i thought that was a really interesting observation and again worth definitely worth celebrating yeah yeah so Certainly. even on the pants like you see the pinstripe what is even the stripe down the leg means something right there's a symbolism to that as well yeah it does yeah there um it, 
every element has a reason of, of why. And that in particular ties back to the Dallas Fort Worth Spurs. They had this, um, you know, I'm not, not sure it ages particularly well, but you know, if you go back to a program from 1965 of the Dallas Fort Worth Spurs, you'll see their Spurs was written in sort of this lariat. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so the designers at Nike thought that was a really interesting way to kind of pay tribute to the Spurs in that way. Mm-hmm. And then also on the pant is the actual kind of reimagined Spur logo that they used when, you know, they were in existence from, uh, you know, they, they just preceded the Rangers. Yeah, that's so cool. Okay. Okay. Finally, we have to talk about the Peagle. And let me tell <laughs> Let's you. Let's talk Peagle. Let me tell you. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. <laughs> My 20-year-old son, the one that owns this jersey, and I, we coach a we coach a 12U baseball team. This past Saturday, we had a game at 11 o'clock in the morning, and we meet, and, you know, at the end of every half inning, and we're putting our hands in, and we're they're 12U, they're not little kids, they're big enough, and they get to say, you know, what are we gonna what are we gonna yell? Hand, all hands in, go team, you know, whatever we're gonna say. And we said Peagle more times than I can even think. <laughs> this past Saturday, it is permeating little leagues. All across the Metroplex and probably further reaching in Texas, they don't even know how big the Peagle is. They all love it. Ready? Peagle power on three. One, two, three, Peagle power! So tell us about the Peagle. (laughs) Yes, the Peagle. I am delighted to hear that story. That truly makes my day. Yeah. Um, The Peagle is, again, you know, shout out to Nike. Because when we told them, you know, here's the story we want to tell, and a large part of our, you know, just the baseball heritage from Dallas and Fort Worth is, you know, the Panthers and the Eagles. And so they came back with this, you know, what we, you know, quickly dubbed the Peagle, this mythical creature. And when we saw it, you know, it's one of those things that when you see it, it's just like, what? Yeah. And then it's like, that's actually really cool. Like, let's go with it. And, you know, again, to go back to the purpose of City Connect, it is to kind of engage and to beg a question. Through this process, we came up with the five stages of City Connect. Like, how do we want our fans to feel? And one, the first was surprised. The next was provoked. The next was satisfied after learning why we've made a choice. And and so the Peagle fits really neatly into that, where the first time you see it, it's like, what? Like, this is the Texas Rangers, right? And then when you understand kind of the genesis of it or the why behind it, like it, it, it makes sense. And it, it has been, and we knew it would be the element that got the most discussion just because, you know, I'm not sure there's anything particularly Texas or Rangers about the Peagle just yeah. on its own objectively, uh, but it fits so well into the narrative of our origin story. And uh, yeah, so when we saw it, it, it was, uh, we, we were really delighted. Uh, Travis Dillon, our senior VP of marketing, recalls that you know that m- moment of nervousness sharing it with ownership, just like this could go one of two ways. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. one is not really good. <laughs> uh, but you know they, to- you know, totally got it and understood it yeah. and embraced it and loved it. Yeah. So it, it has been fun to see it sort of take on a life of its own. And, you know, for us, it's like, okay, let's not get in the way of this. Let's, yeah. let's let it flourish. Right. And, uh, you know, but I think it's safe to say we'll be seeing more Peagle merchandise here sometime 
in the near future. Probably down with more people. Yeah, I, uh, exactly sure. what you wanted to happen happened with me, which was I was surprised and then I was provoked and then I was satisfied. <laughs> exactly what you said is all the emotions I went through. I was like, what are y'all saying? And then I finally got to figure out and now we're, now we're, you know, yelling it in our huddles at the end of eagle power yeah. yes so it has well and has done exactly what you wanted i know it and that it coincided you know our launch on 421 you know we didn't win that game but the next day when adolis had his monster day and then just to see how much of it was attributed to peagle power right. was yeah. really satisfying um and so it's just become uh you know, we're, we have a ton of fun with it up here um you know i think i saw on reddit someone had actually 3d printed a actual peagle like oh, nice. accurate yeah and there's all kinds of theories as to its origin and whatever yeah. so um it, it's been uh really fun to, yeah. to see come to life so how did the team react when they got their first look at the jersey were you were you around for that well um for some of it okay uh, we revealed it so as, as I mentioned earlier, it, it was a secret to everybody, yes. you know, uh, it was sort of a need to know basis. And so the players didn't see it until spring training of this year. Okay. okay. And we did two things there. One was we shot a number of the players for our promotional videos and for the photography that we can use during the season. Um, so there was a handful of players that we, you know, we're going to use for that. But then, you know, it's like, man, we really didn't, Part of it felt unfair to give them the burden of secrecy and it's yeah. like let's just share it with the entire team which is really different from the way other teams have done it so i think you know there have been a few others that have done it but most have not done it that way and the the players were um were very positive on it and it's one of those things that i think we all have experienced that once you know the story they become even more yeah. you know, enamored with it uh, so it, it was a really positive response we got from them. I'm, I'm really glad that we shared it with the entire group uh, in surprise. Yeah. And they, they understood the assignment. Like there were no leaks coming from the players. Yeah, saying, <laughs> how did they feel about not being able to say anything? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they yeah they honored it, and we just respectfully yeah. asked like no phones, like let's not take any pictures of here, just you know file it away, and yeah. you know, soon enough it'll be public. But uh, so yeah, they 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 reacted well when we were shooting some of our players for our promotional pieces. It was interesting to talk to each of them, you know, and some of them reacted really like John Gray was absolutely in love with them. Um, for guys like you know Martin. Perez and Josh Young, you know, they, the cream kind of took them back to wearing cream from uh, previous, yeah. you know, for, for Martini was in Venezuela, he wore like a cream and they yeah. won a championship. And so he was like, oh, these give me championship vibes. Yeah, um, and yeah, and, and Josh reminded of his plague days at Tech. So it was, uh, it was a really great response. I think a lot of it, quite honestly, was around what, how do I pair my cleats with how do I accessorize, right? Yeah. <laughs> with, with the dark pants. Um, so, you know, our, uh, our art director, Cole Smith, like mocked up, like, okay, great. Here's what it looks like with red and with, you know, pitch blue and with cream. And, you know, so yeah. um, that was fun to do at spring training, just sit yeah. down with the guys. And it's like, well, here are some options. And um, yeah. so anyhow, uh, and, and that largely was around kind of the dark, you know, the pitch blue pants that, yeah. you know, 
but again, that, that too is one of the bold choices that we wanted to make as we think about kind of the spirit of the City Connect uniforms. Yeah. Well, and it's just amazing yeah. in social media time, in this era of social media, that y'all kept it so secret. Yeah. yeah. That's impressive. <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, we searched every day. You know, particularly as we got closer to the date, you know, it, it, it was a, a popular search term here just to see if anyone was like, we saw a lot of guesses, saw a lot of early designs, serious yeah. and not so serious. Yeah. Um, you know, and so, uh, yeah, we were delighted that it didn't, didn't yeah. leak. So when the socks were leaked, like how much time do you spend thinking about who did that? And what, you, and what happened to them? Or do you just skip over it? <laughs> you skip over it and you move on? Or are you like, we got to figure out who that was? Well, I think, um, I, I, I'm not exactly sure, but we weren't the only ones. But all, all six of the teams, uh, their socks leaked. Oh, and so, interesting. Yeah, so somewhere along the manufacturing process, um, you know, that, that, uh, that's what happened. Yeah. Um, oh, that's so, yeah. We weren't targeted. I think it was just. Yeah. Okay. Just, yeah. <laughs> they weren't trying to bring the Rangers yeah, down. Right. It was the all time. And on the uniform. You exactly. Have, yeah. You have your own thoughts on the coloring and like you're saying how they're going to accessorize like a batter would come to the plate and you'd be like, okay, I really like it with the red shoes yeah, with or more something. more red. Like and, you, yeah. yeah. You've got your own like thought of like how that looks cohesive to you. I'm sure everybody has their own thoughts on that. So that's super interesting. Yeah. And the red is you know, what Nike calls a speed red. And like, I love, you know, so seeing the swoosh, you know, on your jersey, like how it pops and then the number on the back. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that too was like, that typography comes from a medal that the Fort Worth Panthers won in 1920. Oh, wow. So again, yeah. there's just like a kind of a reason for, for everything. But yeah, the red, you know, we love, uh, you know, the way it accessorized, like it, it, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it, it makes it all pop. Yeah. So we yeah. did a very informal Instagram <laughs> scientific poll here. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, and um, because you talk about provoking, and no matter what you do, there's going to be people <laughs> that love it, and then there's going to be people that like, what is happening here? Yeah. So in our poll, 45% of the people loved it, which I was one of those. It took me a minute to get there, like I said. 18% um, didn't like it. And 27%, which you were kind of in that, you voted, was, yeah, yeah I was like undecided, like I still haven't yeah. really figured it out. So as a creative, I know how it is. Like when you're putting, no matter how many people are working on it, you feel like you're putting part of yourself out there when you're mm -hmm. creating something. So what does yeah. it feel like you're working with a passionate fan base? What does it feel like when you're putting it out there and you know, okay, we're going to get reactions. Some are going to be good. Some are going to be bad. So what does that feel like when you know you're going to get reactions like that? <laughs> I love the spirit of that question because it was something that, um, you know, we grappled with and, and I, I grappled with particularly. Um, I think the positive side is the word to use, like, you know, it's a passionate fan base and they care. And yeah. so the worst is would have been to releasing them to crickets and no one caring and apathy, <laughs> right, yeah. you know, so, uh, you know, uh, hate is not the opposite of love. It's apathy. Yeah. And so at least it, it, it provoked, it, it got a reaction. Yeah. And you know, I think intellectually, like, again, we having lived with this for, you know, three years and watching the reaction to other teams that went before us, it, uniforms are just, a, they're a lightning rod Yeah, and uh, it's going to get a reaction. And, you know, you realize that it's more than just laundry, Yeah, right? That it represents something that is near and dear to, 
um, to our fans. And so, you know, on the positive side, I guess I would go in that direction that it was good to like see that at least people are paying attention and they care. Um, but intellectually, we knew that we were not going to please everyone. And in fact, that we'd probably get a pretty strong, you know, early backlash, which happened. Yeah. And, you know, and, and so while intellectually we knew it, it was on every brief that we wrote and just kind of preparing everyone, but still like emotionally, you're right, Scott, like it, it, it hurt a little bit because, right, yeah. you know, I, you I just didn't like it, but you know, that's not possible at the same time. Uh-huh. Of course. Yeah. And, and, you know, we entered in, I'm sure the same with the other teams, like nobody enters into this lightly, you know, you sort of understand like people care about this stuff and people will have a reaction. And so you want to come as close to, you know, to pleasing, you know, your fans as, as you can. And so I think, you know, it was, it was hard to come to grips with. I think the, what's been gratifying is that you, know, you just had this knee jerk reaction, the, you know, call it the through civil and measured discourse that we see on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so we, you know, when we released on April 17th, there was a ton of that. But over time, as people start to understand the why, and this has been true, just anecdotally, what I've witnessed from other teams is that sentiment comes around when people start to understand the why. And it's like, oh, that's why they made those choices. Like now I understand. So you know, those last parts, the five stages beyond satisfied is like schooled, like now I understand and stoked. It's like, great. I'm yeah. really excited about yeah. this. Yeah. So, you know, we, we haven't got to stoked a level with everybody, <laughs> um, but we're working on it. And, no. you know, honestly, that's one of the reasons I'm really glad to be on with, with you all is just a chance to be able to spread the story and help yeah. people understand sort of the why behind the choices we made. Absolutely. But, um, so- on the 21st, what was it like for your creative team to finally, like, you're seeing you're, you're seeing all these efforts on the field now. So what was it like for y'all? Yeah, it was incredible. There, there yeah. were actually a couple of days that kind of were surreal. One of them goes back to spring training when we actually saw players through our shoot mm-hmm. wearing the jerseys. Yeah. So, you know, up until now, we'd seen samples. Most of it was just 2D flat art. And now to see actual Major League Baseball players in these was amazing. And and we could literally tell everyone it's like those look really good, <laughs> like those look good yeah. on you. Yeah. And then when we released on four seventeen, you know, most of us were in the team store, just kind of watching the fan reaction, seeing how they were interacting. We got to tell our story through some media outlets. Yeah. Um, so that was a really special day. Um, although, again, we sort of had to withstand some backlash and you know people yeah. who weren't so stoked on our new <laughs> uniforms. Um, but yeah, the 21st was a super special day. Yeah. Um, you know, our 421, you know, here, we sort of think of it now as a bit of a holiday. And so we had our fr- whole front office gathered, um, you know, Chuck Morgan and Travis and I got to tell the story to our employees, make sure everybody understood, um, recognize a few people who had a huge role in, in it. And so it started off like with that vibe, which is really positive and fun. And then, yeah, during the day, we got down to the field, saw some of the players wearing them before the game. And when the game started and saw them take the field in it, like that was, you know, again, one of those moments that just borders on surreal. Yeah. So it was, it was fantastic. Um, for me, I spent the third inning in the TV booth with 
yeah. Dave and CJ, which was a totally new experience and super fun. And so it was great to be with those guys for an inning. My family was here with us at the ballpark, our marketing team, you know, and family. We all had a big space here that we were, you know, just able to celebrate the moment. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was, it was a really special night yeah. and super fun. Real talk, Scott, did you tear up a little bit when they took the field? Just a little? <laughs> Close. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it just, it, 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 I appreciate the question because it was, it was really emotional. Yeah. And, and part of it was releasing, we had released it a few days earlier, but, you know, being able now to talk freely about this thing right. and then to see it represented on the field was, uh, was really exciting. Yes. Well, speaking of an emotional experience, when Scott walked onto Fenway for the first time and like crested and to see into the field, I mean, he literally stood there and had tears in his eyes. I did. It so was we saw I'm with you. on Instagram that you got to go to Fenway with your dad and your son. And tell yeah. us a little bit about that experience for you. Was that like a field you've always wanted to go to and that was bucket list for you? Had you or had you met your first time there? Uh, I had been before, mm -hmm. but uh, neither my dad nor my son had been. Yeah. And, you know, I'm the type, you know, maybe you guys plan your family vacation around home games of different teams. Oh, but we do, definitely. We're checking oh, off yeah. the stadiums. Exactly. Yeah. So I was doing that with my son and whether it was on business trips or whatever else, you know, mm -hmm. family vacations, that was always a important piece for me was to take him to some different parks and our entire family. So my parents, my sisters and her, their families and our family, we were all going to be in Boston at this particular time, it turned out to coincide with the Friday home game. Yeah. And so it was, there was about seven of us that made it to Fenway. And yeah, just the idea of the kind of the three gen experience. Yes. Uh, we, we celebrated a lot of that when we said goodbye to Globe Life Park. Um, and it, it was, a it, I, I would say I didn't go to sleep immediately after we got home. I was just on such an adrenaline high. It was so fun. <laughs> And and part of it was just sharing that experience with, you know, the, the guy who taught me baseball and my son who I taught baseball to. It was just, it, it was really special and meaningful. And plus it was a beautiful night. And uh, anyway, uh, that, that, that was a really special yeah. experience. I appreciate the question. Yeah. Do you have a favorite field that you like that you've been to? Or, maybe uh, you know, yeah, the, um, yeah, I probably have a couple answers to that. I, I think um, both Fenway and Wrigley, just because of the history, have yeah. this yeah. Like, really special place, um, you know, in my heart. Uh, yeah. I grew up going to Dodger Stadium, and, uh, you know, that's a special place as well. So, yeah, there are a number of parks. And, and I would say when we were building Globe Life Field, part of what's great about this industry is the generosity of other teams. Mm -hmm. And so we could pick up the phone and call our friends at the Braves, for example, who had just built truest park and they would tell us be sure and do this don't do that right. and, yeah. you know because we do we don't compete and yeah, sure. uh, you know just in terms of marketing or right. you know a rising tide sort of mentality yeah. so um being able to go to different parks and arenas even just to see what people are doing with art and storytelling mm -hmm. on the walls was really helpful to us yeah. um so there's that element as well but yeah as a baseball fan like Wrigley and Fenway are probably yes. just the, I think Wrigley's probably my favorite we've got a dog laying right over there whose name is Wrigley right yeah and when we I get love it dog, his name will be Fenway yeah uh, so <laughs> we're on that path we've been checking some stadiums off our list too well and the awesome yeah. is with sports 
and specifically baseball, it's one of the last places that we can all, even with our politics and all that, when you love a team, everybody can get together. There was 40,000 yesterday when we were at the game, and you can imagine how many different philosophies and politics were there, but you can focus in and have that fun time with everyone. Yeah. And I think that's what important, that's what's still important about sports and with doing uniforms like right. Calvin and all, is like, it's like a unifying moment when you can go to a sporting event and just cheer together. Even you know? when you're playing the Yankees. Right. <laughs> we can all cheer against the Yankees, so that's easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and even, you know, they're always re well, well represented they here. Are. And, they're about half like the we, crowd everywhere at every we go. Field. Yeah. At every field we've ever gone to, there's always Yankee fans there. Yeah. <laughs> and it was nice to see some empty seats midway through the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to see anything that. Yeah, that's nice. Exactly. Chased Scott. them away. We can't thank you enough for taking time to talk to us and work us through this whole creative process. I know he's just eating up yeah, so cool. all the things that are out Love of it. your mind. And I just appreciate you taking time today to talk to us. It's been a real Oh, my pleasure. It's been a real joy. So maybe we'll catch up with you at a Ranger game somewhere along the way. Please let me know when you're uh, when coming out the ballpark. It'd be great to yeah. great to see you guys. That would be wonderful. And, okay, and we should end with people power. People power. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> people power to you. Yes. Thank you. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> Thank you so much, Scott. Have a great day. Take care. Thank you all. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, now I'm totally vibing with these shirts. Now that I know exactly what every detail means, I think that was so interesting. You needed to hear the whole story. I needed you? to hear the right. whole story. And feel the emotion of each element. And I don't know how you creatives do it because I now want to go up to every single person that's wearing one of these and say, do you know the story? Do you know everything? Do you know everything about what you're wearing? And let me explain it to you. So you've become a Peagle apologist. <laughs> So now every Ranger game we go to, is there a certain number of people that you're going to try to convert to yes. the people power? I'm going to say a good number of seven. Okay. I'm going with, I'm going with you're David, gonna, David Murphy seven. So you're going to try to convert people to the people power situation. I think I'm going to have to go up to people not wearing the shirt and say, why aren't you wearing the shirt? I don't think you understand what it means. And now you need to go to the gift shop and buy one. I'll just stand outside the gift shop. There you go. Maybe you oh can get gosh. a job with the Rangers. It's like you're selling multi-level marketing. You're like, do you have like 15 minutes? I want to share something with you that could really change your life. That's exactly what I'm going to do. There you go. Next Ranger game that we go to. Yeah. We hope you guys enjoy this interview with Scott Biggers. I hope you run out and buy you a Cityscape shirt because you're going to love it. Or a hat. Or a Peagle sweatshirt. Who doesn't want a Peagle sweatshirt? I can't Peagle sweatshirt. Yeah, I was looking for one at the game last night. I'm going to I'm gonna track that down. Yeah, we got to yeah. do that. Party Party Five and a Half, over and out. We'll see you next time.